You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about and ask the question, is OG Ananobi a target for the Bulls this offseason? The Heat are finals bound, and the NBA is investigating ref Eric Lewis. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze, and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN One Thousand. I'm Hayes, host, and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And even though my very own co-host, Pat the Designer, decided to go King Vaughn on the intro there. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump in. Wait, wait, what? How'd I go King the, Vaughn? The shooting. The shooting. Oh, oh. It's King My Vaughn. bad. I, I thought I was going John Morant. Uh, well, no, see, John Morant doesn't actually shoot, so it's never. Oh, it would have been more like this. It would have been more like this. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh Pat, first topic for this day. OG Ananobi. So you found an article, it was written by uh what was the what was the quote on that again for me, Pat? This was from uh NBA Analysis Network, uh talking about kind of uh could the Bulls be in on OG Ananobi? They talked about kind of how OG had a, a real bounce back season for uh the Toronto Raptors, and basically with Toronto kind of moving on. Uh, from the, I don't know if they're even moving on from the core, but it felt like they wanted to rebuild at the deadline last season. Mm. And so now they're kind of just, you know, taking that on to the off season that they're assuming that they're not going to want to bring everybody back. Like you said, before we got started, they basically got five dudes on this team that all have the same strengths and weaknesses from the bench to the starting lineup. It's actually pretty yeah. hilarious. When you look at it, so they talked about the Bulls possibly being a trade candidate for OG Ananobi. Now, they didn't come up with a trade package in this, but basically, would you make the move on OG Ananobi? Would you give up assets that we currently have for OG Ananobi, who last season um, did miss some time due to injury, but ended up playing and starting in 67 games? In those appearances, he averaged 17 points per game, 16.8 to be exact. Five rebounds, two assists, 1.9 steals. I like the defense. He shot 47.6% from the floor overall and knocked down 38.7% of his three-point attempts. So here's what we'll say on this. Um, he's 6'7", has a 7'2 wingspan. Automatically, it puts him in AK's territory. He's an AK guy. He's an AK <laughs> guy. OG Ananobi still only 25 years old. And the question that I have when it comes to that is what would it take to get him? That is, I, is, I can see... The, a, the interest from AK, uh, I can even see the need for what he can bring defensively and even what he brings offensively. Yeah, he's not uh, he, he doesn't have the offensive uh, uh, firepower of DeMar DeRozan or anything like that. But I can see why on this roster he could be a target. The bigger question that I have is how do we get it there? Because DeMar for OG, I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to say that it's not happening. Toronto yeah. does not want DeMar DeRozan back. It's not going to happen. 
Um, and so when, when you come off of that portion of it, that's where the questions yeah. start arising for me. Yeah. Um, and again, 25 years old, so it's not like they're just going to try to sell him away for anything just to get him off the roster. I just don't know if the Bulls have what Toronto may want. But then again, we don't even know. Nobody know. No, everybody has this thought that Toronto wants to break up all the players with this similar skill set yeah. and body type, but nobody has a pulse on what they actually want to get back in return. Nobody knows. And I think that's the biggest issue, right? Like it's it. If they want to break this up, they got a lot of good assets, right? You're not going to get it for nothing. It's not like they're going to trade OG Ananobi and nobody else is going to want him except the Chicago Bulls. I think that there's a lot of teams that would be very interested in what OG Ananobi can bring to that team. Um, To me, right, is that that where you start to talk about possibly a sign and trade with Io DeSumo and or Kobe White? We know that they want to get a little bit more size in their guard room. I do know Mm -hmm. that, right? Fred Van Vliet, probably still going to be there moving forward, uh, but is an undersized point guard and and actually is probably more of a a shooting guard seeing as how Mm -hmm. he shoots like 40% from the field Mm -hmm. and 38% from the three-point line. So he's chucking up most of the threes, uh, which actually went down a little bit more this season too, but. I think that kind of you you might be talking about a package where you're including Io and or Kobe White, two point guards that have a little bit of size, and maybe you're talking about. I mean, is is there a is there a Vooch scenario in there if they lose Jakob Podol? Uh, well, that's the thing. I don't. Well, I mean, Jakob's an unrestricted free agent, but I think they're going to do everything in their power to keep yeah. Jakob Podol. Um, you said a, a, a Io sign and trade. I mean, because Io's not going to make that much. His season He's not going to make that much. So you're probably talking about him in the three to four million, five million maybe range. Yeah, so you still would have to make up about $14 million. And then here's what I'll say. OG Ananobi's contract, he's still under contract for two more seasons, uh, that next season and the season after. And he's only making about 18 and a half per. So that's not a bad contract for what OG Ananobi brings at all. So um. It's just matching that. So that's that's where it gets difficult at because we're so top-heavy on contracts. Everything else is just so low other than that. I mean, right. unless, I mean, like you said, Kobe, even Kobe's probably I mean, going to be around there, 10 or 12. Is there, a, is there a package scenario where they get a young player who they're hoping has a bright future in it, a Kobe White and or a Io DeSumo, although Kobe, I think, comes with a little bit more money. And maybe they're willing to send you something else back to sure up that center position. Because I don't think Toronto's looking to take a step back this season. I think that they believe in the players that they have. They believe in Scotty Barnes, believe in Pascal Siakam. I think they still want to take a step forward. I think yeah. they just didn't have the perfect mix to do that. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on how they look at Kobe. And then at that point, I don't know if, because we've already said, the Bulls, they don't have a lot of money. And you, yeah. you at that point, like, I don't know if they'd be willing to give up Kobe, Kobe in that deal because he may be their starting point guard next season. Just by the nature, they don't have a lot of money to do anything else with. So I, I, I just I, listen. I, I don't, I don't have the deal on, in my mind right now yeah. that will work out for them. Um, but I mean, as a target, I, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not against it as a target. It's just how do you make that work? Yeah. I don't, and I, and that's the part that I don't know. Is there no scenario they want Demar the, back? I, I just Is do there not no think scenario. I, I don't think there's ever going to be no scenario where they wouldn't want DeMar back. I mean, hey, bro. I think that they would want DeMar back. I don't know if they would be like, let's do DeMar for OG straight up. Like, I think you would have to, like, work something out where they send a couple of players back. We send 
probably an Ayo DeSumo or a Kobe. Some, something, right, where I think that they – because realistically, right, this team is going to be Pascal, Scotty Barnes, maybe Van Vliet. True, but the only issue, so if you include DeMar DeRozan in the deal, because he makes $10 million more yeah. than what OG Ananobi's making, then at that point, you're, you're starting to cut in. I mean, technically, but I think Thaddeus Young is an unrestricted free agent. I mean, that makes $8 million, but yeah. I just, listen, I mean, you, and then don't overlook the fact you can always get a third team involved as well. So yeah. now, I mean, or, there, or is there a, uh, we go big on this, maybe AK's back in his Batman status, hopefully. AK, let's get that together. Uh, do we do a sign and trade with them where they send us back Jacopoto on a signed contract? We just say, hey, Vooch, have a blessed day. Yeah, you know I mean, is there a scenario where we work something out like that? We send you to Miami. Yeah, you're being, yeah, hey, you're being real 2 ish right head. now, bro. Real 2 real 2 Real 2 ish right there. Oh. I mean, hey, listen, I, I think if, if both teams are motivated to get it done, but my thing is 25 years old, even if you get the contracts to work out, are they going to want a draft pick? Because if they do, I don't think AK is giving up any more draft picks. I, yeah, I don't think that you end up moving on from from yeah. any picks. I think so. AK is going to hold on to his picks. I think now's the time. Here's the long-term scenario, right? Realistically, now's the time where AK wants to start to hold on to the picks because you're a competitive team again. He got you competitive. You're going to win 30 to 40 games every season. You're going to be fighting for an 8 through whatever it is, 8 to 10 through 7 or 6, right? Now you're talking about if you run it back, whatever that is, now we start to try and find that Nikola Jokic by just adding a piece every what, single season. Here's the thing. I know I know the answer, and the answer should be no here, but yeah. for the nature of conversation, because I know some people are going to ask, and we didn't bring it up. Because OG Ananobi has a similar skill set to P-Will, would they be willing to, to include P-Will? Because you're getting a player that maybe you still think P-Will has a little bit of a higher ceiling, but you're basically getting a player that you hope is P-Will is kind of going to turn into. Are you are they willing at that? But do you think AK is it enough in that scenario where AK may be willing to include people in that deal? I don't think so, but we do to have a thorough conversation. I think we need to explore it at least a little bit. I think the reason we haven't said it is because I I don't believe he would, um, unless you're getting that second piece back. That is right. Like in that scenario, then you're talking about right sending one of your big three, probably. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And P. Will. Am I getting back Fred Van Vliet, who can't play the point guard position, although that defensive backcourt would be terrible? Um, am I getting back, right, a OG Ananobi and a Jacopoldo? Am I getting back, right? Like, I think it would be what's coming with OG, because at that point, then they got to make money work. Does Chris Boucher and, and OG Ananobi tickle your fancy when it comes to that? Well, let's never say tickle my fancy again. Tickle my here. fancy. That's, uh, wow, that's... All right. Um, I'm uncomfortable. Does uh <laughs> like I said Gooch out here? He's <laughs> talking about. I thought I thought you just said the same thing twice. Um I would I would say that does perk my interest, but again, I don't know if it perks AK's interest. And I think that also depends on what you want this iteration of the team to be. Does AK really want this iteration of the team to be a team that's trying to go for a championship every season? Yeah. Or does he want this team to be competitive, like I said, very much like Denver, until they find their next superstar or they believe that P. Will t- 
turns into their next superstar. Because remember, it's not just Jokic being great that does this. It's Jamal Murray becoming Jamal Murray. That took some time. Yeah. Yeah, that took sure. some time. So Denver was willing to wait. AK was willing to wait in that scenario. And I believe Jamal Murray was an AK pick. Yes, if I'm was, not I think mistaken. he may have been AK's first draft. Might have been AK's first pick over there. So yeah. I think that, right, you're talking about a scenario where AK has seen, I'm just going to wait on a guy, even if he has the injury, even if it, you know, it doesn't work out the way we planned. Work out in the long run. He's probably going to wait for P-Will for a long time. Ah, I mean, that's why I said I did yeah. preface it by saying this is just to have a thorough conversation because I think yeah, we yeah. both understand people isn't going to be included in anything like that. But uh, next up, we're going to talk about the Miami Heat uh, making it to the finals. And does that give AK a built in excuse? Maybe. <laughs> but before we talk about that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is Game Time. Uh, you forget about planning uh, tickets la- uh, months in advance. Game Time is the place for last minute tickets. Good exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive at the game. Buy the tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Pat. One of the bigger concerns here, right? that we have around Bulls Nation is the excuses, right? Because we've gotten a lot of them in the last 18 months, a lot of excuses. Um, And the Miami Heat have now made it to the NBA Finals. They've won the Eastern Conference Finals. Can't wait to that series. Um, But you brought up a great point before we started recording, and that's why it's on the docket. Does this give AK, if we do run it back, a built-in excuse that they had the lead on the the team that, that won the conference? What of course it does. Of course it does. Of course it does. We felt good about this team going into the second half of the season. We were 14 and nine, and we were three minutes away from beating the team that ended up going to the NBA finals. Tell me that's not what you expect to hear from AK. I, I, I think that it is. Here's the thing. AK was going to do this anyway. Acme <laughs> was doing this anyway. But is this something that makes them feel better about themselves? Of course it is. And so I'm not surprised. I won't be surprised if we hear this at all starting next season when we've run it back. Because at the beginning of next season, we already know it's just going to be, yeah, that's what I, you know, we looked at everything that we had on the team and we understand what's going on with Lonzo. Hopefully, you know, we wish him the best. But, uh, you know, we were three minutes away from going to uh, the next round and being in the playoffs. With Patrick Beverly, who probably won't be on the team. <laughs> the fact of the matter is that is something that could realistically happen. Now, I really do hope that AK has more awareness. Uh, like we said, it really did seem like he really did think at some point the Lonzo was going to come back this season, which brings really his own did. issues. Um, and I hope that he realizes that, yeah, okay, the team, yeah, we played close with the Miami Heat team. Cool. We also beat the Miami, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks last season. Cool. You got all that. But, like, we need improve. We need some. And the thing is, even running it back with a bringing another point guard, bringing some shooting, 
Yeah. You still need to do something, right? And, and and we're not in a position where we can run it back with the exact same roster. There are going to be some pieces that are gone. So it really does, the, with the players that do leave, what you replace them with, to me, is going to be telling to what AK's, uh, the, the presser before training camp opens is going to be, right? We're going to say, hey, you know, we, we added a shooter. You know, we feel like he's a knockdown shooter. We feel like he's going to be able to stretch and open the floor up for Zach to do some more things. That's that's what I want to hear. I don't want to just hear, hey, we ran it back because we were close to beating the Miami Heat with three minutes left. Yeah. Add something. Give us a bone, AK. Like my, my episode yesterday with you being, <laughs> that was literally... <laughs> I'm done. Take it. Say you. Say. No, keep keep doing your point. <laughs> Finish your point out. I have no idea anymore. Like, was like, why said, did he give, hit? Why did he give us a bone, AK? Give us a bone, AK. And then what were you saying after that? Throw us a bone, AK. Yeah. What were you saying after that? Add something to the damn team, AK. That's what I was about to say. Give it. Add something to the damn. Team. Look what you've done to Hayes, AK. <laughs> Look what you've done to him. No, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, right? And I talked about this. I think that adding shooting does a lot. That's why the OG yeah. trade interests me. That's why a lot of these trades for OG guys trade that can, shooting. Well, just from three. Okay. He shot 38% for three. That's all I care about. Because okay. here's the thing. When, when we talked about this all season, when the ball was kicked out to the three point line, there was no confidence that anybody that caught that ball was going to knock it down except Patrick Williams. And they may not even take it. That, that's the thing. I, Much I, less knock it down. There was no confidence there. You know how many wide open threes Io DeSumo had and was like, oh, no, I'm going to go drive it in and two people in the paint looking right at me. That was frustrating. Well, I'd be okay with those because he seemed to always knock down a contested layup. But my God, if that lane the was wide open, open layups right over the top of the backboard. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think that here's here's the thing at the end of the day that to me, you have to add to this team no matter what. It's like you said, it's the, the guys that all you do is take those shots. The guys that when the ball is in my hand, I'm pulling this mug. Because to me, you didn't have enough of that last season until the second half of the season, and you're still only talking about three guys. You're talking about Kobe, Patrick Williams, and Zach Levine. And that's it. And, and that's a problem. You don't have guys who have a willingness to shoot. Here's the funny thing about the offense that the Bulls are running. It creates open looks. But you have to take the shot and make the shot realistically. But you at least have Wait, to take the shot. You mean we don't get you points just by down. generating open looks? Who needs to shoot? We don't have hey. any. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, open looks are generated. But my God, if you let that ball go when you're open, it might go in. I don't know if you noticed or not. Hey man, listen, y'all. I just came up the perfect offseason. This is going to be what the offseason is. We resign Vooch, resign Kobe. We get Derrick Rose at the vet minimum. We sign a shooter for about five to six million dollars. AK is going to come back and be like, you know, we had some shooter. We brought back, you know, Derrick Rose, who formerly won an MVP. In the Six million ain't bad for a shooter. I'm not gonna bro, lie. like literally, <laughs> that's going to be the offseason, bro. We just, uh, we just, and you know what? And then we're all going to be happy until we realize that Derrick Rose is starting at power forward. That, oh my <laughs> God, dang it. <laughs> dang it. Realistically, though, real that's a tough statement, bro. That's tough. <laughs> Starting at power forward, bro. Starting at power forward. You know, I really want to see some different looks with Derek down low. Here's the best part about <laughs> Billy Donovan, bro. The only thing that he immediately shut down and never tried <laughs> Derek it at what? all. Derek what? I said Derek Rose. No, before that, what did you say? 
I don't even know what I said. <laughs> he said, Derek, down low. Keep it going, brother. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. Hold on. I'm challenging that. Red flag on the play. I'm Wait, challenging that one. Now, I'm challenging that one. Got- I need the green light. <laughs> Derek, I don't know about that. Y'all let me know in the chat on that one. I'm throwing a challenge flag on that one, bro. Let me know if that was successful or unsuccessful. <laughs> hey, that's the new thing on the show. I just made that up. You can challenge one record scratch a, a episode <laughs> episode fair enough we fair usually enough. have about seven up but anyway <laughs> i i think that uh he, here's a real question right say you go out and get a shooter uh-huh. with the team you had last season and you add your backup point guard if you believe kobe white's our starting point guard does that improve your team three or four games because realistically then you could be the fifth seed it depends on how Kobe really does adapt to being in the lineup where everything's not going to go through, unless Billy Donovan changes the offense, right? Yeah. I love Kobe, and I do think that Kobe's what he's shown in, in decision-making, playmaking, this is the best time that he, the best he's probably will ever look as an actual point guard, but even then, he's not a natural point guard. So if you're going to run everything through him, okay. But otherwise, the, here's the thing. If we had, if we ran a system similar to Denver, whereas we're running everything through Vooch, I would say bring in Kobe to the starting lineup, and absolutely that works out because then you're you're not expecting Kobe or any of the guards to be your primary ball handler. But we yeah. all know Billy Donovan isn't going to make that change. Yeah, I I I I do know he's probably not going to make that change. So. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. That's that's tough. It's tough. I think that I think that it does improve you, but I don't think. It improves you. It keeps you competitive. That's all it is. It keeps you competitive. And unless Zach Levine takes another step, which we've been waiting on him to take for two years now. I mean, it's hard to step when you don't have a need to step on. I knew that was coming. All right, let's go to the next. (laughs) So next up, we're going to (laughs) talk. You're using the soundboard today for real. Yeah, Um, Yeah. All right, y'all. Next up, we're going to get into the NBA's investigation into Eric Lewis. Now, Eric Lewis is the ref that uh, Patrick Beverly had a run-in with with the camera, which is still one of the funniest. Like, that was before we even knew he was going to be a bull, bro. That was hilarious when he pulled out the camera and got teched up. Um, you know, he said to get the girl uh, who, like, had the camera, the she worked for the Lakers. That gave him the camera, got in trouble for that? Really? Yeah, because he shouldn't have took the camera from her. I mean, yeah, he shouldn't have took it from her, but I mean, it's but it NBA ain't like he was in front like, of you. Hey, but what he said, he said, he said, yeah, I knocked Shorty over and took the camera from her. Like, that's what, like try to try to like make her feel better, like, like make it better for it. Like, dang, Shorty, dang it, Pat Bev then got you fired out here. That's great. That's crazy. But uh, hey, this ref also having burner accounts. Like, we haven't really seen a mass investigation to a ref like this. I don't think since the Tom Donahue thing. Like, yeah. What 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 is and keep in mind this is a season where the referee the officiating has been called to the carpet a lot by us by other yeah. teams like it, it, if, there was a lot of questionable officiating this season. Um, what do you what do you make of this investigation, Pat? Here's here's what I'll say about this one: the fact that there's a burner account called uh, Cutliff Blair at Cutliff Blair that all it does is retweet praise of Eric Lewis. All it does is retweet praise of Eric Lewis and cheer for the Celtics. Mm. Mm. So let that marinate for a second. But the fact that we've asked for this all season 
and it's only come to light after we've almost gotten to the NBA Finals is I have a problem with. Because if I'm not mistaken, he has refed playoff games, has he not? Uh, this year? I don't know. I, I believe Eric Lewis has refed playoff games this season. I may be wrong on that, but I thought I saw his name on a couple of uh, a couple of early playoff games, not deep into the playoffs. Um, but here, here's my issue with all of that, right? He's a guy that changes the outcome for people's careers. I know people think that, oh, it's just a game. It's just this. It's just that. No, it's not just a game because there's certain things where, hey, if they win this game, this guy uh, completes whatever achievement there is in his contract, he gets a bonus. Or if they win this game, they get to move on to the next round or they get to move on to the playoffs, right? How many games are we talking about where, right, the LA Lakers might not be in the play-in tournament if they're they win that game in Boston, right? Because that's one more win added to the docket. Again, the game where uh, he come, Pat Bev comes out with the camera, all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, the, and how many of those games are there where that actually is happening? I think that that's the issue that you really have to look into here. And we've talked about this all season. I talked about this with Donovan Mitchell's 70 point game with how many countless games that the, the tide has turned based on what seems to be some of some of the most hilarious officiating that you could ever see to the point where I said, are NBA refs worse than NFL refs? And it looks like uh, Eric Lewis, the last game that he officiated actually was game one of the Western conference finals. I thought so. So, so you're talking about a guy who officiated two rounds of the playoffs, two rounds of the playoffs. How many calls did he make in favor of Boston? If he did any Boston games, how many call? Because his whole family is a big Boston family. They like, they love the Boston Celtics. They take Christmas pictures in Boston Celtics jerseys. Um, how many times? And I'm not saying that refs shouldn't be allowed to be fans. That's just not the case. Because why would you ref a sport you're not a fan of? That's just idiotic. It, 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 but there has to be a line of professional courtesy where I can clearly see that it doesn't affect how you're calling a game. And I've watched multiple Boston Celtics games where I can look at it and go, "Ooh, where's that at? How how are we making that call? Or how are we not making that call?" And he's the guy on the other end of it. Now, I could do the same thing with Scott Foster. I could do the same thing with, uh, uh, heck, you know who the Bulls enemy number one is, is uh, we don't have a pitcher in here no more. Tony Brothers. Yeah, we got Tony the Tony Brothers, Brothers pitcher no man. more. He's enemy number one. The Bulls won two games, I believe, with Tony Brothers ref in this season. There's no way that you can see that much of a skew when one ref is leading the way and not look into it. That's a problem. I feel you there. Um... Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, shout out to the, the NBA for finding it, doing the investigation. Technically, there is no rule against uh, referees or anybody having burner accounts, but I do think that we're going to start seeing maybe that change. Maybe there is a, there, there's going to start being regular. Do you think that that is probably the next, at some point, will the, re will the NBA start regulating social media in some shape, form, or fashion? I doubt it. I mean, here's the thing at the end of the day, just burner better. Like, he had his real birth date, his real, uh, like, I think his address, not his address, but, like, the city that his house is in is on there. 
Uh, like he had just crazy information on there. It was like, I mean, he was, and honestly, he was probably thinking, "Listen, I'm a ref. Is anybody really going to be looking into this?" A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but what you don't know is the Twitter police are always watching. But I just, yeah. I, I don't know how are you going to crack down on the social media realistically when it is a way that that the players that you're come that are coming into the league live before right. they get to the NBA, they're all over social media. You know what I mean? So I don't think that there's going to be a regulation. I think that there's kind of already a standard that you have to have set. And a ton of companies put standards in place Yeah. where, hey, maybe don't go on there and absolutely bash the brand that you work for. Or don't yeah. go on there and openly bash the referees. We don't do that around here. There's a protocol that is in place. And when you do do that, you see people get fined. And I'm fine with all of that because you know what that means? I'm not going to lie to you. My favorite thing from this season, was this about Eric Lewis? Maybe it was Tony Brothers. Who was Van Vliet going off on? Um, that was Tony Brothers. I believe. Was that Tony Brothers? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, because that, <laughs> yeah, that was funny, actually, because he said Tony Brothers cussed him <laughs> out. But my favorite thing is, right, like, I'm so sick of you, I'm willing to give up $15,000. That's how done with how you're officiating the game I am. If that doesn't send a message to the NBA that, hey, you have a problem in your league. How many players did that this season? I felt like we heard about players doing that all the time. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I mean, it, it, this was a season of people really being tired of, of officiating. Yeah. A lot throughout the whole NBA. And I think because of that, you, you've you've seen uh, it, it's going to be some investigations done, whether we're, we're made privy to all of them or not. But best believe. There's there there's going to be some people that are looked into. That's for dang sure. Is there a way to robot ref? Robot ref. I know it. You it it's it's dang near impossible with how the robot umps is in baseball, right? Because that's just a zone. But is there a way to? By the take... way, hold on. Pause for a second. Pause for a second. Let's shout out. To Tony Brothers making a return to the show. Tony Just Brothers, to welcome Brothers back. A return to Good the to show. see you in the corner there, Tony. <laughs> Always keeping it frightening. Uh, <laughs> Tony Brothers looks like he bites unsuspecting children. That's Tony <laughs> Brothers, bro. I swear, bro. Tony Brothers looks oh, like man. he uses his teeth to cut in Derek White's hairline. That's how Tony Brothers looks. Um... Tony Brothers take a real bite out of crime. You know what I mean? That's 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 how Tony Brothers is ref some of these games. But no, nah, my point at the end of all of this uh, <laughs> my point at the end of all is right, like, is there a way to take certain aspects of the game out of the referee's hands, right? Goaltending, um, charges, where is his foot over the line, is his foot not over the line, where all you have to determine is is he moving or not. Uh, is it right? Like, I, I don't, I don't know if there's a way to do it. There's people that are smarter than me, but I just feel like the calls have gotten so bad that you need to start to take something away from the, from the human element of it. To I me. think once, I think having a, a ref in the booth or having something that reviews calls, I think once they get it more streamlined to where it's quick, cause keep in mind, a lot of reasons why we don't have more challenges, things like this, they don't want to slow the game down too much. But I think as we, as technology can be relied on a little bit more, but still having the kind of the human ele element to, to review whatever the technology is telling them. And that yeah. just becomes a faster process. 
I do think that eventually we'll get there. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I do think eventually we'll get there. I would love an XFL style where, like, as soon as a play happens, I don't know if you've seen the XFL at all, but as soon Bro, as a play happens. Bro, XFL for actually being a good football league, by the Bro, way. Bro, it's not bad. Like, I swear, I'm, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, I actually like a lot of the stuff that they did. Yeah. Um, But, like, as soon as a play happens, whether it's a good play or not, Dean Blandino, I think that's who was doing it. God dang it, Tony. Get out of here, Tony. <laughs> Tony, get out of here. Trying to sneak up and call a charge out of nowhere, man. You got to watch this guy. He's uh, about to tee you up. Hey, right, bro, you're about to tee me up. <laughs> in the night, they there cussing out Jason Tatum. Back and forth, him and Tatum was going at it. But no, like I, I, in the XFL, there was a literally as soon as a play ended, boom, we're reviewing it. We're trying to check and see if there's anything that can be overturned, even, even if it's good or bad. And then whatever it is, we're going the other way with it. I bet we're doing this or there's somebody to make a decision that second. I would like to see that in more sports, not just the NBA, but the NBA, of course, because we're talking about it here where not to say every foul is reviewable, but there shouldn't be this. We're going to the table Mm. because then it is subject to whatever refereeing crew you have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the NBA is going to continue to evolve it, um, I think, for sure. Uh, and I think that all the the notice on officiating this season is going to not force something immediately, but if that continues, we're definitely going to see some host, not host up, but we're going to see some major changes happen at yeah. some point. Let's hope so, man. Let's hope so, because the refereeing was bad this season. Yeah, uh, follow us on everything at Locked on Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love, as always. Tony! Get out of here, Tony. Sick of you. Yeah, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, CEO H A I Z E for Pat the Designer. <laughs> I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls, man. We'll see you guys tomorrow, y'all. Peace. Peace.